0: definitely not the starters you're on the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 the score i'm mike hebert owner of
1: cantex roofing and construction every day is game day and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing construction windows and mirrors call cantex roofing and construction today together we are one serving you
2: hello and welcome into the end of the bench here on a tuesday a busy tuesday of college basketball if you're a red raider fan or a high school basketball fan At that David Collier here in the First United Bank Studios You would think after doing this a handful of times I would remember But there's a list there You've got the Visual Edge IT Hotline 806-771-0973 If you want to join us throughout the day here On 100.7 The score As always Help us out on the Yates Flooring sitter chat line uh, Could come in handy From time to time today Again I'm in studio. We have the regulars at the end of the bench here. Just one on location once again. It's mid-basketball season, so Jeff Hackson on the road once again, but back with us healthy, hopefully, like the basketball team as well joining us from Waco. Good morning, Mr. Hackson.
1: Good morning, Mr. Collier.
2: So, what what you feeling like today going into this one? Maybe more so about the basketball team, but obviously uh hopefully you're feeling a little bit better after yesterday as well.
1: Man, I don't know what's going on with me. It's um when I wake up, it feels like I haven't had any water in a month and that my head is about to go into a couple pieces. Um and it happened again this morning. It's just it's just horrible. Um so I don't know what the hell that is. And then um, there it's – I think it's – there's just stuff going around all over the place. I mean, it doesn't matter who I talk to about my situation. They're like, yeah, my family is this, and then, yeah, I got this too. And it's just a bad time of year for just stuff.
2: Well, I and I think – I speak for everybody, at least for me, dealing with that, uh, that wind over the weekend, it doesn't matter if you're out in it for five minutes or – If it's just blowing, you know, underneath the door, it seems like it gets in your house and it just messes with your head no matter what, even if you try to avoid it.
1: Yeah, I just just couldn't believe the pain. It was like, I grew up with migraines from probably 6 to 17, and I kind of finally outgrew them. And, you know, the way that I used to get rid of my migraines was to throw up and then take some pills, get an ice pack, get in the darkest room that I could find and cry myself to sleep. That's how bad they were. And, you know, when you get older, you wear a lot more stuff and you could be sick and not even know it. I remember, I remember, um, you know, when COVID was going around, I was doing Instacart and (laughs) not knowing that I had COVID, you know? Yeah. Uh, until finally it got so bad, they were like, well, let's go get you checked out. Yeah, yeah, you got COVID. Uh, so it's, I'll tell you, it's going through the team. Um, everybody's here, player-wise, and and going to give it a go, and we're going to have a shoot-around at one. But um, everybody looks pretty miserable. Yeah. I'll be honest. Everybody looks
2: pretty miserable. Well, maybe they'll uh maybe they rest up and don't do anything you know outside of a shoot around and they're locked in and ready to go tonight uh obviously over the next three hours we'll get into that basketball game
1: but uh well, and, and last night they they were' staying at a I kind of like this trend we're staying at hotels that are a little bit newer that were once nothing you know they've just kind of made a hotel out of a out of a warehouse or something like that. Um, there's this hotel Indigo where we're staying and it's right in the middle of downtown, which is a two block walk to the new foster pavilion. So last night they got in, they went, they shot around and then we were supposed to go to a, a steak place that's downtown. And they just, they said, Hey boys and girls, please bag, bag this up for us. And so they were able to get back in the hotel, get their food, take them to their rooms. And I think that is the hope that this stuff has been around long enough. I really, I really, really believe that Lamar was not the only one sick on Saturday against Cincinnati. If you look at the way we played, um, and I said this in the in the post and in a tweet That it just looked like we had kind of a weight vest around our shoulders you know yeah we just did we just didn't quite have the explosiveness of the movement that you need and i'm thinking there might have been a reason for it and now yeah get up get a little breakfast it's a late tip that'll give you even more time to rest and you hope that you can get to feeling pretty good by tip
2: yeah i mentioned yesterday on on the show that Somebody had found video, I guess, of Warren Washington coming out of the tunnel during starting lineups, and he had his, like, hands on his head. It was it. it just looked like somebody that wasn't 100%, and if there was a guy you needed to be 100% with all that length and all those bigs, it was probably Warren Washington in that ball game. So hopefully him and obviously all of his teammates are feeling as, as best as you can be going into a road trip against Baylor.
1: Was that pregame?
2: Yeah. Pregame. Yeah.
1: Oh my gosh. I'm telling you, you know, it's one of those deals where you're watching it live and you're calling a basketball game. So you're not trying to diagnose how people feel necessarily. But if you look at I mean, like pop during, um, during, a, a timeout where everybody's standing, you know, and, and around huddled around, he came and sat on the bench and rubbed his temples for a minute straight.
2: Yeah, no, I I actually noticed him not being in the huddle and I didn't know what it was, you know. I was wondering why he wasn't up there and it would make sense, you know, if you put two and two together with like you said, the, the fact that Lamar was out, I I highly doubt that, you know, if it is some kind of bug going around that he was the only one dealing with it throughout the week and even in the post-game press conference, I remember Grant mentioning something along the lines of, yeah, he was out. Others were dealing with it as well.
1: So it's one of those deals. It's uh, it's adversity time, and um, you're, you're going to have these times every year, whether it be injury or sickness or you're homesick. I mean, you're going to have adversity like this. And so you go out there and you fight and you learn a little bit more about yourself. You know that you got a game waiting on you on Saturday at home, uh, but you go out here and you try to pop Baylor and, um, and we'll see more, you know, just more bad news today with Toby Keith too. rest in peace, Toby Keith. Um, uh, he, he grew on me as my life, you know, mm-hmm. as I got older, he really did. And um, I'm really sad about that news.
2: Yeah, no doubt about it. We'll get into a little bit more there. I'm sure we can, conjure up uh, some chat line stuff, even if he was an Okie. Um, all right, headlines coming your way here on the end of the bench. Plus, we'll get a little bit later in the show, we'll get Haxton's thoughts on what transpired this weekend at the USA, a look ahead to tonight's contest, and a little baseball talk as well here on the end of the bench. You're listening to 100.7 The Score. The <laughs> Score.
0: Definitely not the starters. You're on the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. All right, back here on the End of the Bench, and plenty for
2: you to know heading into today, a very busy day of basketball on our airwaves and all the family of networks. Uh, It starts at 5.30 with pregame for uh, Lady Raiders as they take on West Virginia there in Morgantown. Our buddy Mark Finkner and Chuck Hines will have the call you can listen to all the action on 107.7 Yes FM. High School Hoops, the regular season finale for the Friendship Girls. Take on, taking on Midland Legacy, you can hear that at 6 o'clock with the boys following at 7 30 on Sunny 97.7. 6 15, it's Cooper Girls taking on Abilene Wiley with the boys to follow at 7 30. All that action right here on 100.7, the score. Then, of course, Red Raider basketball. Late night tip there at Foster Pavilion. Uh, Texas Tech taking on the 13th-ranked Baylor Bears. Jeff Haxton and everybody. Chris Level will have all the action for you on Double T 97.3. Red Raiders trying to snap a mini two-game skid. Taking on a Baylor team that... I want to say got lucky there over the weekend against Iowa State. Texas track, track and field for the third straight week, ranked number one in the nation by the U.S. track and field and cross-country coaches association. Uh, meanwhile, the women move up one spot to 12th after this past weekend's trip to Manhattan in the DeLos Dodds Invitational. Other headlines, it was a good day to be uh, Laura... Lauren, sorry, Lauren. What is, how, I can't remember her last name. I was trying to do it off the top of my head. I probably should have just went straight to the story here. Uh, Zaretsky, Lauren Zaretsky, Texas Tech women's golfer, sophomore. She takes the UCF Challenge on Monday at Eagle Creek Golf Club. Her first individual title of her Texas Tech career in the field of 96 players, four under 68 in round three to finish the tournament at 1,300 par. Congratulations to her on that. Texas Tech baseball, single-game tickets are now on sale. Uh, 742 Tech, we'll just leave it at that. Uh, won't get into too many details there on season tickets. Uh, you know the Red Raiders will be opening their season in Arlington at Globe Life Field press conference for that. Previewing the event will come your way on Thursday sure we'll talk plenty of texas tech baseball as it gets a little bit closer but let's bring in jeff haxton once again in waco getting ready for texas tech men's basketball hacks i don't know uh i don't know how how many thoughts you have on what transpired over the weekend at united supermarkets arena but i figured since you weren't in here yesterday just your thoughts overall on how that one went how it finished and uh we talked about it. I mean, it, it's it's a bad loss because it's a home loss. But how bad is it in the long run in your eyes? Uh, considering, I guess it might depend on how things snowball from there. But your thoughts on how how the thing uh, the game went against Cincinnati over the weekend?
1: Well, sorry, I guess stinging in my left eye. I'm falling apart, Collier. Oh, <laughs> um, the. For for me now, sitting here on Tuesday, getting ready to go against Baylor, it's uh, it's, for me, it's big picture. And the big picture is it feels like this bunch is teetering quite a bit. Um, You know, you got Warren Washington with a back brace. You got um, Chance McMillan who turned his ankle, which I think he's close to 100%, but still – uh, not all the way there. He played two players that hadn't played since January 1st, and Emily Alahu and uh, Damarian. Damarian Williams. Um, those guys hadn't touched it since North Alabama. Um, the, the I think the biggest concern is is what's going on with Joe Toussaint, a guy that's averaging – you know, 12.5, but goes for two. And that was right before he fouled out. Um, He was a non-factor. So uh, in my opinion, when I look at TCU, um, Texas, Houston, Cincinnati, and I'm sure this Baylor team, they all kind of look the same with their length and their size, and you're just flat out not as big as them, or and especially as long as them. Um, The length that Texas Tech enjoyed to go all the way to the NCAA Tournament National Championship, uh, also the length, I mean, you think about, for the Sweet 16 team that almost beat Duke, you think about the the length that was on that team. I mean, you had Davion Warren out there as one of your guards. You had just length to spare. And you do not have that with this bunch. Your length that, that would have put you close to on par with these teams that you're playing was Devin Cambridge, who's, of course, out with an ACL injury. So you shrink mightily when you lose him and his wingspan and his ability to finish at the rim and his athletic ability. So you're what are you going to have to do to win these games David? You're going to have to shoot the lights out of it. And I mean you're in in conference play, you're minus 5.7 rebounds. You're getting killed on the glass. And all this you know, rain cloud stuff that I'm bringing your way on a Tuesday morning. Still, you're ranked 23rd. Still, you're 16 and five. Still, you're five and three.
2: Well, and also, and a- sorry to cut you off there. And also, I mean, do you think it is at least something that Texas Tech was not able to hit threes, so they were held to five? I think for just like the fifth time, they've done it like five times all year. They've they won the last one against Kansas State, but you're held to five made threes and you I mean you're right there against a team that now has what four wins against ranked or three wins against ranked big 12 teams and you do it pretty much under the weather maybe three or four of your main guys not feeling is there at least Mm -hmm. some positive to come from that I mean you don't hit the threes but you almost still sneak away with a win with not many guys uh, at
1: 100% (laughs) you got it to where you were ahead with 31 seconds left you know um, yeah, and and the thing to keep in mind is too, um the the little things are going to be so big because you have the Kansas State Wildcats go down to Stillwater, Oklahoma and lose pretty handily to a two and seven in conference OSU team. Last night, host the Kansas Jayhawks, beat him in overtime. I mean, wow. Right. I mean, like where else can you find stuff like this? You have to keep that in mind that no matter how it may look, no matter how you may feel any gosh darn thing can happen when you take the floor in this league and Cincinnati, I'm telling you, they're, they're pretty, they're pretty good. (laughs) Just like BYU. And just like, you know, everybody in this league, there's, there's, there's not much separation from Houston, there's separation, in my opinion, with Houston. And, he, and they went up and got rocked by Kansas. Yeah. So, yeah. And that wasn't no, even close. No, it wasn't even I mean, even from the get go, all.
2: of course, when you're hitting 70% of your shots, not many people are going to beat you. But still, for a team that prides itself on being so great defensively, to give up somebody, uh, allow somebody to shoot 70% from the field is uh, eye opening.
1: Yeah, it, it's. Um, yeah it'll be interesting to see what happens tonight eight o'clock against Baylor um Texas Tech has lost seven of the last ten got swept last year but swept Baylor in 2022 so we'll see what they uh they bring to the table
2: so are we going to give our tiers of 12 at some point today you want to do that at 1045 or so
1: 1045 tiers of 12
2: yeah put that thing together yesterday and not as much movement as I thought, but you kind of mentioned a couple of teams that started to move up in my in my rankings, and they've been down in the cellar for quite some time. So it'll be interesting to see how you change things up. And again, I we'll probably just revisit it again tomorrow, and it'll be complete disaster and mess. But uh, thus is life in the Big 12. 9:45,
1: uh, uh, my baseball preview. I got to get out there.
2: Yeah, looking forward to that, even though I will say sitting out in that wind probably is partially the culprit of uh, you not feeling 100%. I'm not going to blame you for going to watch baseball. If you can get out in the, get out in that and watch some baseball, there could be worse things that you're doing, that's for sure.
0: Playing time is not required. This is the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 The Score.
2: You're listening in to the end of the bench. David Collier, Jeff Haxton. Thanks to everybody listening in on the 100.7 The Score mobile app brought to you by our friends at Happy State Bank. Again, join us on the 8th Flooring Center chat line. Give us your thoughts. Uh, we're about to get Jeff Haxton's thoughts on Texas Tech baseball. In fact, let's do that right now. Hacks, we mentioned it earlier. You were out in the Elements on Saturday. It wasn't bad as, as bad as their first practice when it was raining and they didn't get a scrimmage in but uh how long were you out at dan law field and what were your thoughts on the 2024 uh version of the red raiders in the brief time you got a chance to check them out
1: well i was out there for about two hours and um just had a chance to sit and talk while uh, we were getting waiting on the scrimmage with uh gus and george watson and heck uh Gio was out there and so we had a pretty good crew of just regular sh- spectators trying to learn about the team some I uh got to see uh Hudson Loose make a start uh 67 lefty his uh he looked pretty good he had some uh, s- for for a left-hander had some pretty heavy heavy uh, fastballs thrown up there getting some ground balls but you know just it was the third day of a scrimmage situation so we were uh, we knew we were going to have we, with that wind we knew we were going to have tons of offense and yeah. so you know my scouting started with just batting practice and um having Gus you know show me a few things about TJ Pompey. Um, I haven't been this excited about a Texas Tech prospect um, that wasn't a pitcher in some uh, some young time guy, um, Josh and Jace. Yeah. Now this this kid. Well, first off, it's hard to believe he's a freshman, yes. first year freshman, no red shirt on him. He's from Capel.
2: 6'4", 200
1: Uh, pounds. 6'4". Of lake-ready, easy, (laughs) power, whatever he wants to do. You know, he, in in BP, you know, these guys, they work on getting their hands inside the ball. Uh, Tons of them were going the opposite way. And he just kind of started slow, just, you know, knocking it out there into the outfield and by... The end of his BP, he was just hitting massive bombs to the opposite field. Off the new scoreboard, into the bullpen. So he gets into live action, and, you know, this guy's caught my eye so much that he's really the one that I'm watching the most. Because I know about Harrelson, I know about Lopez, I know about Bazell, I know about quite a few of these guys. So I'm really watching him, and I'll be darned if he doesn't get his hands inside the ball and hit an absolute missile into the into the uh, the Texas Tech bullpen. Um, three run shot, just like it was just so easy. I mean, there's there's so much juice in this kid that I can't help but just be over the moon giddy, and I know that's one of the reasons they're giddy. Because then you're
2: looking at Well and his glove Gavin too. Kay. What's that? I thought his glove was pretty impressive. I only got to watch one game of the red black back in the fall, but you know, I I go there to compile some file video and I've got him like chasing down like choppers behind the mound and throwing guys out at first a couple of different times. I mean playing from his regular position. It's not like he was you know, playing in or anything like that. I just thought, you know, in the field as well, he seemed pretty impressive.
1: The the Solon Munson kid, which I don't, I don't, I don't know if he's eligible or not. Um, he hit a bomb. Um, Drew Woodcox hit a bomb. Uh, ma- making every play over at second was Tracer. Um, even over all the way into foul ground, chasing down fly balls. Um, and then I'll tell you who, who surprised me that I didn't expect to be surprised by in his new role was Austin green. Um, Austin green made two diving catches, one where the wind really messed with the ball and it was right in front of the wall and he made a late dive and made a catch Uh, another one was in foul ground so he went all the way over there the catcher did a great job too which i'm not even sure who he was saying uh you know got room got room i was like he doesn't have any room and i'll be darned if he didn't go over there and make the catch
2: so So, was austin uh, playing second then what's that what was austin playing was he playing second no, he was playing right field. Oh, okay. I was I was wondering. You said catcher. I'm like, how the heck is the catcher getting anywhere near?
1: No, the catcher was communicating oh, okay. with the green, saying he had room.
2: So he was playing right. Who was playing left then? Was it Owen? Or I guess they we were scrimmaging, so they had him all over the place.
1: I couldn't even tell you. I didn't check out left field. I was more focused on other stuff. <laughs> but you still got, um, you know. It's going to be an interesting scorecard. It's going to be something that um, Coach Chadlock's going to have a lot of fun playing with, I think, because we haven't even brought up, you know, Damian Bravo's name, mm-hmm. who can rake. Uh, Dylan Maxey still out there as, a, as I think a, a backup catcher, but can certainly hold that spot down. Uh, I was I was very very impressed with the glove of McGee over at third base. I did not get to see him hit very much, but everything that came his way, hard or soft, line drive or not, he, his heart rate didn't jump at all. And so that got me excited over there at the hot corner. So just a lot to choose from. You know, I would go right now, Washburn left, and I could be clueless on that, but Harrelson Center, Green Right, McGee Third, Pompey Short, Lopez Second, Cash First, Bazel Catch.
2: Who's your designated hitter?
1: Drew Woodcocks would be mine.
2: Yeah, I know most of that would be situational. I guess Drew would be the choice, though. Um, what else? You know what? You know what? I enjoy. I haven't been able to do it as much, but. You mentioned it, but sitting at a baseball game, it whether it be in the fall or in the spring before the season opens up, sitting there with Gus and just getting <laughs> getting info from him. He's a wealth of knowledge on that baseball program. Obviously a lot of institutional knowledge and he's been sitting there doing that for so long, but it just I would just be like, Who's this? Who's that? And he has something for everybody.
1: Well, and, and even, even more than that too, it's like, um, you know, him talking through with me about the facilities they had when they were there, you know, some, uh, we talked about he and I both had a little bit in common where, um, we were both close to playing or I, I was the DH and our catcher got suspended. So I got to get back there and catch. And he had some of the same things happen to tech had, you know, five guys get suspended, and all of a sudden, he was the everyday guy. And, <laughs> you know, just it's fun to talk baseball with baseball guys, and there's so many different levels. Like, I mean, I'm I'm at a pretty high level with my knowledge, but it's not even close to Gus's. It's not close to Tad's and those guys, and and I've been around the game since I was five years old. So it's um, it is fun to talk with baseball guys because they have an incredible vast knowledge of the sport
2: yeah he's always a good time I I'll just text with him he texted me some video last week and it was actually him being interviewed probably during that stretch like you said where he was called on to play some very self-deprecating too was one of the worst players in the history of Texas Tech if you listen to him in my mind if you played at Texas Tech I don't care <laughs> you know what I'm saying doesn't matter what era. If you played college baseball, you're a dude.
1: Hey, I I do the same thing because I thought at one point I was a good baseball player. It's like, these guys are so much better than you ever thought about being.
0: (laughs) Playing time is not required. This is the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. End
2: of the bench rolls on here on 100.7. The score again. A busy day of basketball here on the family of networks. Lady Raider basketball, 5:30 pregame show. Mark Finkner, Chuck Hines, Texas Tech taking on West Virginia there in Morgantown. You can find that on 107.7 Yes FM. If you're into high school basketball, we got a couple of uh, three different. I think I missed one of these earlier. Whenever I was going through this. You can find Friendship Boys and Girls at 6 and 7.30 on 97.7. Sunny, 97.7. They take on Midland Legacy. Love It Cooper, Boys and Girls, 6.15 and 7.30. They host Abilene Wiley uh, right here on 100.7, the score. And Liberty, Girl Boy Doubleheader at 6.30 and 7.30 as they take on the Slayton Tigers, that action on ninety-three-one Texas FM. Of course, 7 o'clock tonight. Late night tip there in Waco at Foster Pavilion. Pre-game gets underway at 7 on Double T and 97.3. Jeff Haxton and Chris Level have all the action for you. That one tips off at 8 o'clock. Hax, let's get right into it. Tears of 12 time. Tears of 12! Now we did a okay. mi- we did a midweek last week, so we I'm going from updating from that one, but I don't know how you're handling it. But uh, since we did two last week, I've I've played off my second one. So you want to go first?
1: I want to do this exercise before we do anything else. Okay. I want you to hear the current net rankings, so then we can kind of. Side by side, look at our tiers, but I'm going to take you through all of them here, okay? All right. Houston's one. Who do you think's two?
2: I'm glad you stopped me because I was scrolling. Uh, I'll go with Purdue since they're where they are. No, 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 no. Oh, you mean in the Big 12? Um, Yeah. I'll go Kansas because they had a good non-conference.
1: BYU.
2: BYU. Oh, they're still up there, huh?
1: Seven. Okay. Iowa State is 10. Kansas is fourth at 12. Okay. Baylor is fifth at 15. (laughs) Oklahoma is sixth at 31.
2: It's quite a drop
1: off. Texas. Texas is seven at 33. Texas Tech is eight at 34. TCU is nine at 38. K-State is 10 at 79. Ohio oh. <laughs> Wow. Oklahoma State, 139. West Virginia, 144. I might have missed a team in there somewhere. I don't know. But Houston, BYU, Iowa State, Kansas, Baylor, Oklahoma – Texas, Texas Tech, TCU, K State, Oklahoma State, West Virginia. Okay. All right. That's via net. All right. I'm starting from the bottom. Here we go. I'm going to make sure One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Okay. Uh, basement. Now going to make the tournament tour. Tier. Uh, OSU, West Virginia, UCF, Texas. Nine, Cincinnati, as we jump to another tier. Nine, Cincinnati, BYU, eight, Oklahoma, seven, K State, six. Tech, tech, actually, six. This is another tier. I'm doing horribly. Kansas, <laughs> then Baylor, and then TCU, Iowa State, and Houston to top it out at the very tippy top. Three, two, one. Frogs, clones, kooks.
2: Frogs, clones, cougs. Three, two, one. Mine just is a jumbled mess. Of course, I'll have, I'll keep Oklahoma. This is I I I hear your net ranking for Oklahoma, but just stay with me. Maybe I'm just projecting too much because I've been going with the at this point. But I think they're awful. But we start with Oklahoma State at fourteen, West Virginia thirteen. Then I have the Oklahoma Sooners at twelve, down three spots. I don't think they're good I just don't Uh think they're good They're awful basketball to watch, Hex I'm just telling you UCF up one spot Hey, they have the same record in conference play As a lot of teams, I get that UCF included And UCF beat them this weekend I know they beat Cincinnati But I have Cincinnati at 10 And I'm right there I think that's, uh, that's your cutoff of potential tournament teams We start at 10 with Cincinnati Kansas State 9 Texas at 8 I still believe much more in Texas than I do in Oklahoma. BYU at 7. Texas Tech drops three spots for me down to six. I've got TCU in front of them just because of the win. They played one more game. I know they have one more loss, but they did get the win against the Red Raiders last week. Kansas at 4. I have Baylor at 3, followed by T- or, uh, Iowa State at 2 and Houston. Still my clear-cut clear, clear number one, even with what happened against Kansas over the weekend. That just kind of helps Kansas out more than anything from dropping a little bit further. I didn't have any significant changes other than Oklahoma. I'm just – I'm done. We're done. Done with them. Not fun basketball. Well, the computers, they, they're – They love uh, them. They have them as – Seven seed. Lenardi has them as a six seed. I'm just telling you, they're hosting BYU tonight. Can't play any perimeter defense. And we saw what BYU could do in a half against the Red Raiders. I just don't see Oklahoma being able to answer that. And I say that and we know he's gonna win by twenty tonight, but I'm just it's not fun basketball to watch, hacks. I mean, you should know. You watch Oklahoma State basketball. That's atrocious, right?
1: Oh, it's awful. It's 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 no rudder. No, no direction, just kind of hope for the best. It's hope for the best hoops. And, you know, now they don't have Bryce Thompson. Not that that really made a difference at all. But, yeah, it's terrible. It's terrible basketball.
0: It's
2: awful basketball. Almost as awful as uh, Bullfighter's fake license that he's produced for you, a young hacksmas going to the clubs listening to Toby Keith wishing he was a cowboy.
1: Yeah. Uh, Tonight you have Houston as a a 20-and-a-half-point favorite over Oklahoma State. Uh, BYU is a two-point underdog to your Sooners, man.
2: Uh Uh-huh. We'll see. (laughs) I've got it at one-and-a-half. That's all I'm saying. Uh, ESPN Vet has it at one-and-a-half. And and if you're at home and you're a a one-and-a-half-point favorite, you're not really a favorite. Right?
1: Yeah. No, you're a favorite.
2: Well, by the slimmest of margins at home.
1: Now, if you were on a neutral court, you would not be a
2: there. Player. We go. That's that's all I needed to know. And that place, even though it was rocking for you guys for a uh, a bit of that ball game, is not really a home court advantage. What's the um, other game? We got one more game tonight too.
1: Texas minus two with Iowa State. That's uh, in Austin, and then the cricket game late at night is Baylor minus six over Texas tech up a half a point.
2: Five and a half points. What, where do you, what do you have it at?
1: I have it. at It depends on where you look. I I was showing minus six.
2: Yeah. Well, I just, I just pulled up the ESPN uh, scoreboard. Six sounds about right. I got my buddy from Waco texting me right now. Mr. Eric Kelly. You have to give him a shout whenever you see him there.
1: Okay, I'll see him. I'm sure. Matt Roberts too. Matt Roberts works oh. for Baylor now?
2: Yes, he does and he's the basketball guy. Half the time when I'm watching the basketball game, I'm like, I'm looking in, I'm looking for Matt sitting there at the corner. I know where he's at, but I text him a lot too cuz you know, obviously he's a, a very proud Red Raider getting paid by the uh by the enemy so he wears the gear and I just text him and I'm like dude you've got so much gear coming your way he was like it's ridiculous and he's like I have so many shoes you get like a, a couple of pairs of shoes like every month you know I'm like that's a good problem Hello. to have even though it's orange and, or orange uh yellow and green might as well be orange in my opinion
1: that must be it must be nice to get some zapatos right
2: Even if you, I guess, you know, you look clean and fresh on every road trip, if anything. Probably not wearing them around the house or anything like that. But uh, look good for those road games. All right, Hacks, two hours in the books here. One more to go. Then you can rest up for tonight's late night broadcast over on Double T 97.3. All right, one more hour to go here on the end of the bench. Get your bench warmer questions in early, often, bullfighter. Get that Photoshop working. We'll talk more Red Raider basketball. Get Haxton's thoughts on what the Red Raiders need to do to get a win in Waco. That's coming up at next in hour number three.
0: Playing time is not required. This is the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 The Score.
2: Get him in now. Start firing away. Get your questions in on the Yates Flooring Center chat line for Ask the Benchwarmers. One more segment to go here on the end of the bench. Jeff Haxton in Waco getting ready for Red Raiders against the Baylor Bears. Uh, Another tough matchup for Texas Tech in a long line of tough matchups here in the Big 12. Uh, Well, I'm going to just go with the... uh, Actually, you know what? Somebody asked this uh, a little bit earlier on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Everybody made the trip, right? Lamar's there. The entire allotment of uh, Red Raiders will be available.
1: Yes, I I did see uh, Lamar. He was masked up. Um, I saw, you know, and it's not like I'm sitting there counting. I don't. I just don't yeah. do that. I, um, but I did not see any players missing.
2: Yeah. Well. Hey. We'll take what we can get at this point. Uh, the vague question of the day. What's What best is the best, Hacks? Well what? What best is the best?
1: What I, best is the best?
2: Yeah, exactly. I a good nap is the best, which I will be uh, partaking in here in the very near future. So what Tiger times-
1: Woods, Tiger Woods in his prime was the best best there
2: you go <clears throat> that's the right answer right there you know what's not the best Clint Clint is not the best he's sitting there mocking me he's get out of here <laughs> sorry he's he's mimicking me mimicking at me through the uh glass we're in a fishbowl here <clears throat> now that's a good call I mean I miss Tiger Woods. I thoroughly enjoyed watching golf. I hope uh, Ludwig does that for us. I don't think it'll be to that extent, but I think at this point you need some kind of connection like that, and hopefully he's somewhat entertaining. He certainly was this weekend. But, yeah, that's that's a great answer, Hacks. I mean, I can't think of any other reason for me to watch golf at this point. I don't know. That's that's
1: a good well, I, I just I got lucky to see the the end of that era that we're talking about which was at Southern Hills. He won the PGA there. And so I got to watch that in person, tons of it. And then he won one more major after that, and then and then all hell broke loose and then You know, almost died in a car wreck, and then comes back and wins another major. But from that 1997 Masters, so basically a decade, the best of the best of the best was him. Was that the
2: the Rocco Mediate match, the one you're talking about, Southern Hills?
1: No, that was later. Um, That was where he beat everybody by like 10 strokes and came on the scene. Roaring, you know, his first major. Yeah.
2: Oh, an update from the AIDS Flooring Center chat line. That question was actually supposed to be, uh, what bear is the best? False. (laughs) Choice Woodman, that's the best bear. And I believe Choice Woodman will be here momentarily with the bottom line starting at 12 and going until 3 o'clock, I believe. Don't hold me to that. I haven't seen him walking around. haven't had the bear sighting. Uh, Hacks, is the south end zone really going to be finished in time for the season? Seems like there is a ton of work left to do.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You know, uh, a a version of it will be finished. But as far as like 100% bells and whistles, I don't see any way but I'm not over there, um, you know, using the riveter either. I, I, the, the thing that I, the only thing that I can do, Dave is, um, just picture how fast time goes. I mean, it just flies, man. It's it's working against you. And, uh, I know there's a ton yet to be done. You're right. Um, so I would say, you know, if I'm guessing, and it's a total guess because I haven't had a tour or nothing. nothing, um, I'd say they'd be probably 85% there. That'd be my guess.
2: I will say this. The, they posted a video on social media with Robert Giovannetti giving you kind of a tour of the thing over the weekend. So uh, whoever asked that on the Yates Flooring Center chat line, if you haven't found that, go to Texas Tech Football's social media's and you should be able to find that video, kind of a, a tour with Geo. It just, just an update, I think, for fans out there that are worrying that it won't be done, uh, which is understandable. But there is still a lot of time until that season opener. I mean, that's a that's a long time. You mentioned time flying by, and no doubt it will. Um, but I think, uh, I think there's a. Uh, plenty of time to get a lot done hey before we get to this uh next question on the eighth flooring Center chat line I mentioned Joe what what do you think is the deal with Joe is it just the familiarity of Joe Tucson from his time with West Virginia last year and having a playbook on him what what do you think goes into these struggles
1: um I think it's it doesn't have anything to do with West Virginia. It has everything to do with him playing 21 games with Texas Tech and starting to see his tendencies. And so, you know what, here's here's an example. When Joe drives now, what are you seeing? You're seeing guys run away from him because he's so low to the ground and he's usually driving a much taller person. They're like, not only can I just kind of run away and pull the chair on him, I'm going to have help underneath the basket. So why should I go up there and hit him and check him and get a foul called on me? Why should I try to block the shot when he's going to have to do something like a circus shot? So, and the outside stuff has not been falling. So the basically the book is out on him. And what Texas Tech's coaches will do is make adjustments and try to put him in different positions to where he can have some success but I think that's exactly what's going on you know you see him falling down all the time Mm -hmm. right he's he's trying to draw contact he's trying to run into people and those guys are running away from him so there's no contact and now he splatters on the floor
2: no yeah that's that's what I've seen I just you know it I'm surprised it took this long you know that's, that's my whole point was just, you know, they'd seen it in the Big 12 a year ago. They kind of knew how to handle it. I know that wasn't the case, obviously, over the weekend with Cincinnati. But the struggles have been much longer than Cincinnati now, and it seems to coincide with uh, the last few weeks of Big 12 play. Uh, let's see, Yates Flooring Center chat line. Someone asked Kent Hance if the stadium would be ready for the first game. Is it a day game or a night game? Yeah, that's that would be the uh, correct answer for anybody. Uh, another one from the East Flooring Center chat line. Why eight turnovers for Joe? It's like you said, I mean, he's I think part of it is is trying to draw contact and being out of control for a handful of those, right? I mean, he's trying to figure out how to play differently as well after playing so a certain way for so long and, you know, needing to make the adjustment. I just think he's the point guard. He I think it works better if he theoretically is a the point guard.
1: That that game was a little bit of an anomaly when you look at his overall numbers because they're still good overall. 89 assists to 46 turnovers. So eight of the 46 turnovers on the season happened against TCU. So you can always have a bad night, and that was his as far as turning the ball over. We'll see what he does tonight. If it's another five, six, seven, then... Boy, that ain't good. But, you know, here's here's the thing that I have no explanation for. The two runouts where he just acted like he'd not seen a basketball before. <laughs> yeah. those That, I don't have any, yeah. any kind of feel for that at all. Because it was a steal down the floor. Go lay it up, right? Yeah. And he fumbled it and had to circle around in the corner and there goes two points and they scored two points on the other end. There's four points. I don't have any kind of answer for that.
2: Yeah. Well, hopefully things are figured out uh, tonight. One more from the Yates flooring center chat line. Rocco mediate was the U S open at pebble or Tory. He played the extra round on the broken leg. Yeah, Uh, dude was amazing in his prime. Big Huey, no doubt about it. All right, Uh, we need uh, prime Texas Tech men's basketball tonight. Hacks, get us a win there.
1: Do my best. Thanks.
2: All right, bottom line is next. Thanks for listening.
0: This has been the End of the Bench Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Go to 107thescore.com for more from the Double T Sports Network.